All right, welcome everybody uh, to a new episode of Moscow Mules and Knob Slides. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle. I'm the other host, David. And our special <laughs> guest of the week is another Pittsburghy. Is it Pittsburghy or Pittsburgher? I don't Pittsburgher, know. Like Pittsburgher. Yeah. John, John, how you doing? Uh, wonderful. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me on. I'm excited or something. Yeah, you should be excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. There we go. I'm yeah. excited. And we've, we've cut back the amount we're doing, so it's always nice that it's not as like stressful uh, to get them all out in time and and get to like, have some good conversations. And but uh, yeah, as a guest, I'm not going to explain Moscow Mules and Obsolescence anymore. We have like 30 some episodes. <laughs> People need to figure it out by now. Yes. Read the show it's, notes. Is it on the blurb? We have a we have like a blog yeah we have a blurb thing, right? A little blurb. We a blurb. We'll do a year interview. It'll be like the new pilot. Let's and you have your own that. Twitter account now too, don't you? That's what we did. It took That's a amazing. while to figure, figure out the name. Producer Jimmy on that finally. Producer Jimmy's been mm-hmm. working hard. He's a little slow in this next edit, but you know, hope he'll he'll step up his game here soon. He's going to have a couple of weeks in between episodes, so we're good to go, right? Yeah, that's true. A lot of time to get that out. I would but like to say I've been enjoying the podcast. You guys did a very nice job. It's hey, been, thanks. Uh, enjoyable. It's a, good to listen. I think to. it's evolved a lot, and you know, I think you know toot our own horns dave and i have some good candor back and forth and i don't think i would do this out without david hey thanks so, i wouldn't have done it without you know saying anything to me and braiding me for two years to... yeah it took a while but hey yeah, look how far we come we got glasses i gotta get those out jimmy's gonna spend his time over the holidays getting the glasses <laughs> out uh i got some stickers so we're gonna get them out to people i'm so i gotta email the other guy that made them and be like where's the other half of the glasses so he anyways sent you half he sent you half glasses i only have like 24 or whatever and then that's what i was like wait a minute so i need to ping him again ping him again anyways john oh yeah you can see a preview that'd be so cool to see a preview i've heard about them for one of these many podcasts see he knows this is a guy that might listen uh from beginning to end where he's i do but of course you should know i listen to you at one and a half speed oh that's good yeah, I, I listen, listen to most to podcasts day. at one and a half speed. It's it's uh, increases production. So, nice. You know, it's the first go around in version one. You know, it'll be one of one ever. You know, the logo is a little small, but it's the main black logo we have. Uh, I like it. It's a nice Nordic seven, yeah. seventeen ounce, probably right, Velasco. I like that. Yeah, looks yeah, about. I think so. So, getting all those out. I I, I send messages to like the first ten people so far. So. I think but, with if you're within driving distance, regardless of pandemic status, you need to drive to Pittsburgh and pick it up. Oh, that could be a good. That could be like a meetup. Uh, that could be nice. Come get your yeah. glasses. No, it, no, it, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> well, John, as a guest of the week, we like to kick it over to you to uh, see what you're sipping on, and, and knowing you know where, where you uh, <laughs> have some shares, I have a feeling I know what you're sipping on. But why don't you tell everybody else? Uh, uh, things actually combine very nicely uh, for this particular beer, which is my favorite beer of all time, and is also what got me involved in Helltown. So it is a Helltown. Idle Hands, double IPA. Cheers. It's a very good IPA also. I have to say, I've had, um, what's the one, Hetty Topper, right? Is that the yep. Vermont? Yep. I've had Hetty Topper. It's good. I may be biased. I think Idle Hands is better. Uh, Hetty Topper is like pretty, pretty renowned. I have a, a neighbor that's from like Northern New York that will like mule all that stuff back from um, the Alchemist and he'll just... You know, I, I finally got my first taste for it a couple of years ago, and it was it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't super special to me. 
but I do like the idle hands. I, and, and you might've heard me say this on the, uh, one of the other podcasts, but like, I don't think I drank enough Helltown. This is not knowing like your background at all uh, about Helltown, but recently like the Helltown stuff that I've had has been very good. I really enjoy Buffy. The wit beer is awesome. And I think it's a very nice like catalog of just, you know, you, you're not expecting to get like uh, a fruit beer of the week, you know, a little something special, little, you know, but you know, so, uh, so have you uh, tried lattice? I have not, not off the top of my head. Uh, I have, I have to say that is new beer we came out with and we'll explain the, all that, what that means in a moment, but the, uh, the lattice is just a, it's a drinkable session IPA, uh, but it's not watered down. It, I think it still has good flavor to it. I mean, it's like 4.6, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, it's what I think the kids call it crushable. <laughs> yeah, <fucking laughs> crushable. Man. I don't know. Is I using that in the, in the right way? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. But Did, it's very good. I highly recommend you try the try try it, lattice. That's uh, not in the sampler, is it? I know it's not. I think the sampler is is what Buffy, Rapture. Some I think Rapture is a seasonal. If I remember yeah. correctly. And what's the other one? Oh, I should know these things. That's okay. Rapture is good. I've had that one. I think I've had. I think I've had lattice. Wasn't lattice on um, nitrous? It has been. Yes. If you're yeah. if you go to the brewery, sometimes there'll be. There's usually one of the beers is on, is on nitro and. Um, uh, lattice has been i think that we were there once and i think that was the case i think that was, yeah i was at you know it's a cool place it's because it, it took over rivertown so right there and oh. like what, what what part of the city is that do you want actually, yeah, that's it's actually not the city it's westmoreland county it's export it's export yeah next to murraysville that's out there that's out by you there kyle uh, kind not of, trying yeah. to give too much of the upsec away of where you're living but you know i mean it's easy to figure out where everybody lives right <laughs> i guess if you've listened to enough unless podcasts. you unless you have a deed and like uh trust uh anybody yeah, can figure that's... out where everybody lives yeah. right so john what's your what's your involvement with helltown like i mean i i think we probably should back up for a minute so helltown is a local brewery to pittsburgh yes so it actually, there's a tech connection. Uh, so I'll pull that all together for you. Uh, Helltown started in 2011. It started in Mount Pleasant, Pennsylvania, which is uh, the zip code 15666. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm a history buff, so I know some of the history things. So the, we'll delve into 666 for a moment. If you don't mind, uh, six. So the where did the six 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 come from? And well, actually, where did Helltown come from? Helltown, or they. It's believed that uh, it was one of the centers of the whiskey rebellion. That would have been what seventeen eighty nine or so. You know, the only time a president has led troops into quote unquote battle uh, was when George Washington came up and tried to put down the whiskey rebellion. And mm -hmm. so it's thought that Mount Pleasant was a, was one of the centers of that. And that's maybe where that Helltown name may have originated skip ahead a century or so and um uh frick whose name we should spit upon uh is uh from that area he uh what's the where's the distillery um it's uh, it's not scottdale but the, the other place anyway my apologies someone else will, will correct me on that check john yeah exactly <laughs> uh just just down 119 from mount pleasant the next uh, is it everson maybe it's town is uh was a was a was a distillery anyway that's where frick was from frick eventually became worked with uh carnegie 
and they started, uh, he was, uh, he's the one that put down Homestead Strike of 1892, uh, setting back unionism for 50 years. Um, anyway, um, but so Frick's from that area. Uh, Frick had Coke ovens in, uh, you know, in the Mount Pleasant area, Scottsdale, all that. And uh, it was said that, you know, you would, you could see the flames from the Coke ovens and the heat and everything. So maybe the name came back, Helltown. And then they handed out zip codes in the 1950s. I'm pretty confident that you had to ask for 666. Oh, yeah. Because no one's just going to, they're not going to, you know, they they skipped over that. I, I've done a little research and I've only found two other 666s in the country. Uh, the, and the, the, the one I know about is, of course, Mount Pleasant 15666. So that's this little. I think I used to live in one, John. Hold on one second. Let me, let me fact check myself. Sam, please do. But that, so that's where the Helltown came from. And it was started by a gentleman named Sean Gentry, who uh, he and I worked at the power company together, West Penn Power, Allegheny uh, Energy, Allegheny Power. Anyway, uh, and he was in networking. I was in IT, uh, although we called it IS there. And I, that's when I got into security, was uh, working at the power company. And um, so Sean was is a uh, home brewer. And from the home brewing, he started Helltown in, uh, in, in Mount Pleasant. And uh, so that was what I got involved. So because... As I, you know, I feel like sometimes I'm uh, doing my doing my uh, interview uh, description of, the, of of my of my work history. Uh, this is usually what things I say. You know, I I sat in one chair for about I don't know ten years, and I had three different employers because the power company uh, outsourced us. They had some financial problems. You may recall back in uh, 05, there's another story, but we don't no need to get into that. Um, and actually, although there is a security connection uh, with, with that for me, um, it's kind of interesting. Um, anyways, the power company had a problem. Uh, they ended up outsourcing IT. Uh, we started working, so we got switched over to EDS. EDS, two years later, got bought by HP, and I did the same job, three different employers, all that at the same time. Uh, then they were going to, then Allegheny got bought by First Energy, and everybody was jumping ship looking for, you know, new, didn't know what was going on, who was going to happen. Um, and so people, a lot of people were looking for stuff, different work. Sean had left already. And then he started the brewery in 2011. Um, and uh, so in 2012, because I'm a, I like beer, I was like, oh, I heard Sean uh, had a brewery. Let's go, I'll go visit it. And uh, that's how I got involved and started, made an investment into uh, small, very small. Yeah, I like to tell people, so cool, I own a glass. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I own a glass and they know nice me when I walk glass. in. Yeah, John's the, sipping out of a nice uh, Helltown pint glass there. Helltown I branded too. pint glass. Helltown yeah. branded. Yes. They did a, we, a nice Dean glass. and I did a uh, dinner when back well before the pandemic they did a t like where they pair the beer with the food at 80 acres and got a couple of glasses back then but john before you go on because i'm yes. thirsty david what are you drinking on so uh i got this one recently because i read the label wrong so that's that's kind of a <laughs> wow, kind of a good all, start so we all understand when i know, I know. That's I know. <laughs> yeah because i can't read yeah I'll, should i explain that any further because no i think if anybody's listening to two, two podcasts so anyway this is from denton keg up in mars 
Um, if you're not from the Pennsylvania area, we have a lot of really funny names. So there's just like John was saying, there's a place called export. There's a plum, there's a Mars, there's a Apollo, a moon, Apollo, Apollo's, you know, that's another place, you know, it doesn't have to be like intercourse Pennsylvania up there. It's, it's just weird stuff that we have down here and, uh, you know, <laughs> all over the state. There's a honeypot Pennsylvania, by the way, do you know that? And there is an intercourse PA and this, yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> so I think anyway, there's an intersex PA too. If I, I it probably is. I mean, there's the, our our town, our our state's got some some weird stuff going on. There's there's some history there too. You, I don't know. I tried to look that up. Homer City, that's a place. Yes, Homer, there's uh, a power there's a power station there. there is a big one. So he knows. This is actually pretty cool because this is just like me listening to the podcast, except I can interact with you. Yeah. Right. So you guys will say something and I'll go, but this, but that. That's yeah. usually the fact check Kyle part, right? Not yeah. anybody else. Yeah, Always. Just Kyle. So anyway, so I read that. So I read this label wrong. Um, what I was really interested in from this beer was something called a McTriple IPA, which is in a gin barrel. It says gin barrel rested and it's basically 12%. Ooh, uh, that sounds uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that's what I thought when I bought the bottle. But as I turned the bottle around after I bought it, it's actually a multi-label. So they have like a little thing here for a pump keg, a pump keg uh, ale. They have a winter ale. There's uh, it's basically, it's, every, it's basically everything so they pumpkin. stick it. No, thank thank God it's not pumpkin. I wouldn't have brought it out. You know that. So basically, it's a it's a label for their whole barrel series. It looks like, and this one is the one that has the date etched, uh, not etched, but markered on. Uh, this is going to be their winter ale that they put in a bliss spiced rum barrel. And I think bliss is from King fly King, King something down in Smallman uh, in the strip district. There's another great place for that. All right. So uh, it's got this wax What's the name coating. Of the brewery so again? Dented keg. Dented keg. Is Dented it a brewery keg. or is it just a, well, it's, a it's a, it's brewing company. So I don't what's know. This, what's the rum? And what's the rum place in, in, in Pittsburgh called? Uh, it's King Maggie's? I looked it up before the you show. You're thinking of Maggie's Farm? It's, yeah, it's not Maggie's. Okay. Uh, stand by. While you're doing that, I'll tell you that, did you know that Pennsylvania is the largest producer of alcohol by volume in the country? I did. I'm not surprised, but I didn't know that. Right. Only California I, I think, is the largest producer of alcohol by, re, by sales. I mean, there's... Well, that's, you know, that's wine country. I mean, I don't... That's, that's, a, that's a good factoid. So let me... I'm going to open this up. Um, it's going to take me a minute because I got to cut through a bunch of wax, but um, I'm going to dump this into a, a Star Wars theme glass today. From oh, very cool. Oh, is that his beers? Patchworks? Uh, is yep. Goguru on there or whatever his name is now? I don't know who that is. That's the, the Baby Yoda. Yoda. Baby He's Yoda. got a name? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched the Mandalorian, so I don't know. Hey, spoilers. spoilers. Oh, geez. Keep anyway, up, people. No, no, there's a Yoda. They're all just, uh, they're, all the characters are in hop form. So it's just, I think that's the original yeah. one. That's the original characters because cool. he's dropping a, a uh, well, uh, spoiler alert if you're listening this far. He's dropping a Bubble Fat one this Friday, actually. But I'll leave it there because it'll be a lot of spoilers if you end up watching Mando. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to get there someday. Well, yeah. while you open oh, that up, while I, will, I do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna take so, so I, uh, I forget when I got this. I think I actually went to Hitchhiker because I we we're dropping our dogs off somewhere, and then uh, I was like, "Oh, we're close to Hitchhiker. Let's just head over there." So I don't know if this one's they put this out before, but I of all the different hops out there, I really like Nelson hops. So this one was it's called Crossline. It's a double IPA with Nelson and Amarillo hops. But when I saw the Nelson, I was like, "I really, I think I really like the flavor of Nelson," and this is like right up my alley. And I got a nice uh, Halloween themed glass from uh, Glass to Mouth. It's the Yeti from um, uh, the original Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, which is 
Burns and something, the original creators of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't. And I only know this because I watched a thing on uh, Netflix recently about like Christmas movies that influenced us. And they talked about how Elf and Elf kind of ripped off that theme of like, oh, yeah, the one with Will Ferrell. And they, and I like Elf, sued. but I'm, I'm, yeah. If you know the open scene, Elf and stuff like that. But yeah, this is the Yeti holding a beer glass waving. Uh, I also have another one. So I have a sh- shit ton of Halloween glasses and only two, I think I've got three Christmas glasses coming. But uh, it's super tasty, super taste, and it's like that orange juice color that I love. So, do you like juicy yeah. IPAs? I love juicy IPAs. It's awesome. my go-to. Like that super hazy, mm-hmm. OJ flavored. Like sign me up. Um, you and I have similar similar tastes. Plus, I like sours. I know you've guys talked had a couple sours on the way. Have you had uh, Cobble? Is it Cobble House? Is that the one that's in around New Ken? like uh david you've had that oh before. god springdale um oh what's is that, that place called it is it's called so there's a connie creek in lower borough no 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 this is connie I creek think yeah you know what i have and leaning cask is in springdale yeah no i apologize i actually have a sticker right here it is in fact cellar works, cellar works. oh that's my jam. that's that's, that's way. close to me their fruit they, they have those fruit whips yeah man just stunning so, aren't they oh they are one of the recent ones yet what yeah. was the one that we agree was the, the, ba- best the one baked made? ones the cherry baked whip cherry, cherry pie baked, baked whip, whip. was yes, that thing amazing I, I had the blackberry baked whip uh, it was like a blackberry yes. cobbler i think that's where i was getting the cobble yeah. from it was yeah. amazing John, if you would have had the cherry pie one it would have knocked your socks off it was probably the best fruited sour i have ever had really? it was i could have it was, it was amazing yeah it was super good oh, i am biased but the best sour i've ever had well, no, there's probably two better than that. One is, uh, the, the, one, the first beer that Helltown ever brewed was, it was a sour, it was a Creek called the Creek. And that's actually very good. Can't get it anymore. It's all gone. Yeah. Uh, but if you find any, Oh, it was very, very tasty. Get, do, do you mind if I tell you a story mm. about sours? Do you have time for this? You we tell me anything you want to talk about beer because well, I'm, how, how's I'm that beer real quick, David? How's that? Oh, uh, mine. Um, uh, it's good. Uh, that's a you know a very generic statement, but it's it's yeah. kind of light on spice. It's it's definitely spice like holiday boozy. beer, like holiday beer. I don't taste rum uh, yet. I'm also two beers in uh, <laughs> pregame, but what was the beer again? Because I know there was a little confusion there. Uh, about yeah, which dented one it was. keg. This is called the Winter Ale, and it's from the Barrel Aged Bottle series. And it and they, what was it bottle aged in? Um, Barrel aged in. So this is Kingfly. Bliss Spiced Rum. Okay. A barrel. Old barrel. They're from some Malman Street in the Strip. It's all so that's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a so little sour Christmassy, story. for sure. This is like a year and a half ago or so. Was, uh, a girlfriend and I were going to a show, and we beforehand, we went to... Um, it's in uh, the place that replaced Abe. Very Pittsburgh directions for you there, by the way, where things used to be. Um, it replaced Abe, the Ethiopian restaurant. It's a bar now, or and they've they've long tables and open seating. Off Brow House? No, 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 no. It's smaller. It's like industry. It's uh, industry. Say, this is uh, this is up in Lawrenceville. It's got to be like Lawrenceville, right? No, no, oh, no. It's it's, it's across. House? It's across the way from uh, Shady Side. Um, in, so if you're at Shady Side, pub house? go across the bridge, and then you're oh. right there. Uh, Anyway, that's where Abe. Excuse me. You down the south side there? No, 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 no. We're in uh, Shady Side. We're across across the 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 uh, busway from Shady Side, from just down just down a piece from uh, uh, Mad Max. 
I'm going to stop you guys. We'll be here all night. You two try to figure Wait, out. Wait, hold on a second. Well, no, no. I need to figure this out. So it's by you the bus look it way. Up? I'll look it up. God damn it. So anyway, there's John, tell us a story about the Sours. <laughs> so my girlfriend and I were had going to a show. And beforehand, we stopped at this restaurant. It's in East Liberty. And the name eludes me at the moment. But it's a you know little kind of upscale swanky. Re- replaced what used to be the Abe Ethiopian restaurant you know, to give Pittsburgh directions where things used to be. Anyway, immaterial. Sit down, we order food, and uh, and then this is one of these like tapas place where everything's a little small pieces, you get different things, great. Look at the menu, would you like to order beer-wise? And they're on the menu, I go through, and I, uh, I like, oh, there's a sour. Oh, I'll take that sour, that looks, oh yeah, I love a sour beer, let me try it, it's great. It's from Switzerland, okay, sure, why not? 11.4 ounce bottle, ornate bottle, it was wonderful, they bring it out, give it to me, it's, I drink it. It's phenomenal. Blows my socks off. It's a great sour. Tastes wonderful. It's not, you know, it's not too sour. It's not too sweet. It's just perfect. It's wonderful. I met, I, I messaged Sean because um, uh, Sean Gentry, you know, the owner of Helltown. And I, I and because I know he's a big sour fan. And I say, Sean, I'm having a spirit. This is the greatest spirit. He goes, yeah, I know. I've had it. Which of course, knowing if you, you don't know Sean, but to know him, you go, of course he has, you know, it's one of those, one of those situations. Anyway, and so I order that, you know, and then waitress comes back. Would you like another beer or something? I'm like, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take another beer. Sure. Why not? What do you, you know? And I says, uh, there's a second sour on second sour beer on the menu. I'll take that. Great. No problem. Brings that over. Notice it, it was same company, same uh, brewery as the first from Switzerland. Tasted good. Not as good. Maybe just because, you know, the second beer, you know, affected your taste buds, that kind of thing. And then the owner comes over. Hey, you're the gentleman that ordered these two beers from Switzerland. I put them on the menu. I'm so glad you appreciate it. I said, yeah, they're great. He goes, oh, I'm glad you appreciate them. Great. Wonderful. And he walks away, you know, <laughs> it's okay. Bill comes. Not <laughs> <laughs> to find out why they're the best sour you've ever had. So three beers, because I had two uh, that were 11.4 ounces. Uh, Monica had uh, like a, a, just a standard regular beer, which is probably like 12, 16 ounces. And we had like two or three tapas things, triple digits. <laughs> For three beers? For three drinks? Three beers and food. The eat, uh, It turns out that the number 25 and 30 next to the uh, beers, that was the amount for the, for the beers. <laughs> Yeah. That's like that's like a small bottle of wine. That's like splitting a bottle, like a half bottle of wine, like thirty bucks at a restaurant, right? But let me but tell like, you, Dave, it's still worth it. Oh, for sure, they were you, phenomenal. Do you remember the brewery? The, was uh, it Omnipolo? Omnipolo? Because they're the only one that's like throwing out the the stuff that I can recognize from the. I I took a picture and I'd have to look them through my phone. It was it been a while and I don't yeah. think you want to take the time right now. But it, remind me, I'd be happy to tell you. It'd later. probably tell you the restaurant you're looking for also. And, but a lot of a lot of the uh, like barrel aged stuff that comes around locally around here, like it's like forty dollars a bottle, right? And you're getting like maybe like 18, 20 ounces, and you're like, oh. I was on a hunt for all those barrel aged stuff right before the season's turned. And and then I was like, you know what? I'm not sure the juice is worth the squeeze. Or they do like those really weird releases, you know, where you have to sign up, fill out a Google Doc, and they might pick you. And when they pick you, you have to like come and get it at an X day at an X time. It's either that or the stuff goes on sale at like 12 o'clock on a Friday. And you have to either be in line or you have to like get your ticket on the website. And like, I don't know. I don't have enough calendar space for all these beer releases. 
I don't That's actually how like I got that one. first one from Sellerworks. Yeah. They opened up at like Friday at 8 p.m. And I just got in at the right time. And within like two minutes, they were sold out. You, but I yeah, was lucky to get a four pack. Their stuff releases and just disappears. Yes. And it's, it's like, I don't know. I thought maybe I was biased or uh, it's just kind of like a local phenomenon here because we don't really have a lot of craft beer in this area, like where I'm at, um, that I'm willing to travel super far for to, that's not at a grocery store, like going to the giant Eagle and Shady side. Like that's, that's one of my places I like to go to with the Fulton Fox Chapel. Excuse me. But uh, you, you realize the, that there are like goes fast. 90 microbreweries in Western Pennsylvania. It's that's, that's insane. I, I thought it, it was at least 60 plus. So it's good. Someone oh, put it, a number on it. I, I stopped counting about a year and a half ago. Cause for, you, if you follow me on Facebook or maybe even Twitter, I'll occasionally post a uh, new to me brewery tour mm-hmm. and occasionally we'll go out and go to a new brewery I haven't been to. And the last count was something like 80 some breweries. And uh, there are, and yeah, there's a lot of breweries. <laughs> so, so when, when the whole haze craze kind of hit the area, like were you, were you involved with the brewery back then? Because I remember hazy's not being a thing. Then all of a sudden, like, everyone's like you need to go to dancing gnome or you need to go to brew gentlemen and like there's just hazy ipas all over the place like what what was kind of like the take being in the industry at that point uh i should probably to be clear i'm not in the industry <laughs> i'm a drinker okay no, uh, more so, than anything else. okay so your perspective as being like somebody that was like more i would i would guess that you would be more involved in that than i would be as someone that's just showing up and drinking beer uh, if you threw uh, some coin in the game, you got some skin in the game, I guess. Really, I have, I have some, I have some skin in the game, but I'm not involved. Like I don't, I'm not selecting the beers. I'm not deciding what the recipes are or what back to produce grinding hops in your hands and sniffing them. Uh, no, no, but I do know people that do that. <laughs> and I can, I, and I can, and you could, I could get you to meet them if you, if you want. Oh, I would love to. I, I love smoking yeah, hops. Can, John will give you the, like the, you know, the uh, tour. Give you the tour. You when this is all over, the like when you know, I mean, I even River Town, you know, I'll just. Oh, well, we down. could finish that part of the story, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's just a story. This is. Yeah, there's go all, ahead. I, I was just thirsty. Story, I, had, I had to cut you off. I had to cut you off. I got no, no. I got. I, we had to get your beers in, and then we went off, and I got lots of stories. So Helltown started in 2011. I get involved in 2012. And again, I'm not, I just, I, I, I'll go to the occasional event, help out. I, I, I did pour beers for a period of time down in uh, Mount Pleasant uh, back when it was just growlers only. And then Pennsylvania law changed and, and you could, uh, uh, you could do pints from, from the breweries. And uh, I don't know if folks may, may not Thank be God. aware of this, but any Pennsylvania producer of alcohol can sell any other Pennsylvania produced alcohol. So, so wineries can sell beer, beer you know, distilleries can sell beer. Oh, and so you that. may notice that here in Pennsylvania in the last couple of years. I did it changed notice that. So you'll, you'll see a lot of that going on. Um, there's a, uh, a PA libations there in, um, they're in uh, Lawrenceville. And now they have a new location on Penn Avenue, 1700 Penn. This is an oh, official plug. So if you want to, you want to cut it. These are, can I jump in? Is this, is this one of the only privately owned, uh liquor stores right is that them i don't probably i think you're right is the one in strip probably... district yeah i think it's, yes uh, my buddy's my buddy's friends with the like the owner and i think it's one of the only or is the only privately owned liquor store in or sterile ores in pennsylvania because we're That's all lbc controlled yeah, right it is a unicorn 
And be, and that's because they changed the law that any Pennsylvania producer of alcohol can sell any other Pennsylvania produced alcohol. So he's selling uh, Pennsylvania distiller spirits, Pennsylvania wines, and Helltown's the exclusive beer of 1700 Penn. So to go back. That's cool. I yes, like to go back, if I may, because you want to know about Rivertown, I'm sure, I did. right? Uh, so I, again, not involved, but I do go to events and, and did go to events and I did pour beer back in the day. Uh, don't do that now. Uh, skip ahead uh, to last couple of years, looking to um, to expand Helltown because we're only in Mount Pleasant. And if you are, even if you're from the Western Pennsylvania area, you probably do even, don't even know where Mount Pleasant is or how to get there. And then you find out it's 50 minutes, uh, you know, 50 miles, about an hour drive out of Pittsburgh. I'm you not ever, going there because you, you ever heard of the, through a tunnel and a bridge. And, Fayette you know, County Fair. You're, you're close by. You're, you're close the to the Fayette there. County Fair. Yes, that's right. And it is actually closer to the Fayette County line. It's Westmoreland County, but it's very close to the Fayette County line. Westmoreland County is kind of strange, by the way. Just just to interject, do you have any like why why is it so big and like Western Westmoreland County used to all counties in Western Pennsylvania were carved out of Westmoreland. Oh, really? Yes. So they were Westmoreland like, we're County not giving was, you any more. That's it. Westmoreland County was all of Western Pennsylvania. So everything from, I believe, Erie, all the way down to Green, Jefferson, uh, Cambria, all those counties were all carved out of Westmoreland. The original uh, county seat was supposed to be Pittsburgh. And you may have heard of uh, Hannestown in Westmoreland County. The story is said, and I, this, is, this is what a story I heard again, history buff, that they were sending this guy to set up the county seat in what is Pittsburgh. And he gets to Hannestown and his brother-in-law or brother or relatives that owned a, um, owned a pub or, you know, or a, a you know, tavern <laughs> stops there and he goes, Hey, why don't you set this up as the yeah. county seat? <laughs> so, so apparently there was a county seat in Hannestown for a short period of time. And then they eventually moved it to Pittsburgh. I don't it know sounds like drunk history. Like, yes. yeah, this guy just showed up at a bar. He's like, hey, man, right. let's get hammered. And they got hammered. And then hey, he's like, hey, this is let's a set good up a county seat. Sure. Why not? You guys but know all- about courthouses? <laughs> so all counties in Western Pennsylvania carved out of Westmoreland. I and then, know that. you know, Allegheny. And of course, Westmoreland is now its bizarro state. And, you know, Trafford, they only in the last, what? 10 years did they they fix the line between in trafford where the county line was it took them what 200 years to figure this out usually it's by the rivers right that, that's kind of yes. like the you know for for uh, rivers and streams area, a lot of the rivers, rivers and, and streams yep and yeah. then of course they move over time there there's a uh, a story do you, you when we go off tangent again <laughs> go ahead you can cut it out already <laughs> So there, there in Elizabeth, which by the way oh, was God. supposed to have been the Pittsburgh of the of its day. That's oh, where that Lewis happen. and Clark stopped at one point in Elizabeth. No, they didn't. Of course they stopped there. They were probably like, oh, no, they started what are we doing there. here. They actually started in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. It was apparently a, a shipbuilding location. It's on the shit. Oh, shit. ship. Ship. It's on the Monongahela. Uh-huh. And um, which is interestingly, West Elizabeth is on the other side of the river. Anyway. Um and it's not the Elizabeth Bridge; it's the George Malladay Bridge. Okay. So anyway, Elizabeth is <laughs> South Detroit. This is what Canada, happens, by the way. When I have a beer, <laughs> but there's a, a road there called Lovedale, and Lovedale is. I love Dale, by the way. Shout out to Dale. Anyway, well, you should love Dale, and that's where I grew, I grew up actually in Lovedale, and it went, that's Elizabeth Forward School mm-hmm. District. 
And there's a creek there, or crick, if you're from Pittsburgh. There's a crick there, and it's a Lovedell Crick. And it goes out to the Monongahela River. And so I'm on, uh, so I under, to understand the crick went straight out to right past what is now, there's a giant eagle there, past the giant eagle in, in, in Elizabeth off of Lovedell Road. And I guess this guy wanted to build um, a bowling alley. And I, I think it's Lincoln Borough. Lincoln Borough said, no, you can't zoning. You can't build a commercial building there. So Elizabeth, Elizabeth Township said you could. So he reroutes the stream to go because uh, to, to, that delineates between the borough and the township. He reroutes the stream around his property. So he's now in Elizabeth Township, not in Lincoln Borough, builds the bowling alley. <laughs> Pretty sure no one's going to fact check John on that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that you... from my 80 something yeah. year old uncle. Uh, and I, I have strong reason to believe that to be true. How so. do you just like undo a stream i mean this isn't really the point of the podcast at this no, point you reroute I mean, it. like you just reroute that's a lot of digging well this was probably before like you know power equipment i guess right? no this was probably in the 50s or 60s i think and they he, well, he you're had paying equipment. for labor yeah and then the, yeah. So hire a bunch of beavers right? basically i think i can so back to hell if everybody. i can back to hell town should probably finish that story right um <laughs> skip ahead we're looking to expand talking to uh to different investors and whatnot and while talking to the investor rivertown and of course there's a story about that too because it's rivertown with an e because mm -hmm. it turns out there's a rivertown brewery without an e in, in ohio i'll let you guys figure that out i'm not gonna it, i don't i don't know what's going on there but rivertown with an e here in western pennsylvania they have five locations they're going bankrupt uh, -huh. uh we with this investor we end up bidding on one location export it is 10 times it was 10 times yep. our size 10 times the production capacity had a canning line and they're next and it was an export successful bidder took that over november actually it was yeah it was like two years ago now right it would be yeah. two years 2018 took that over in uh 2018 and so technically we have two breweries <laughs> so that was, and helltown was that um that, that wasn't like an old Rolling Rock place, right? No, no, no. You're thinking Latrobe. That's That was in Latrobe. Right. Export. Like down the street is, from St. Vincent. And maybe I would have known some guys back in the day that would sneak out and would have kegs as chairs with like the cushions in their house because like there was just so many kegs. You mean like a fraternity house perhaps? No, St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania didn't have fraternities. Oh, a bunch of monks that no, the, the, the monks beer. would bring yeah. beer in for, for themselves and the students, right? That's so I've heard. So I've heard. I also one of my <laughs> allegedly art, like, going back, like what I remember, Father Tom Hart, I'm not religious, but I went to religious school, played the cross. That was the reason going. And it was like, he was probably one of the coolest professors I ever had. And he would literally cancel class. We had three days a week. He'd cancel one day because he, he'd tell us like the next day that we'd see him. He's like, sorry, I drank too much Guinness the night before. And you're like, hey, I didn't mind. It was 8 a.m. class about Father's getting exploring after religious meaning. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm sorry I drank so much. He's the coolest guy alive. I hope he's still alive. I don't, he's a, he, was, he was an older gentleman back then. Uh, you know. That was a while ago. He wasn't drinking Belgian beers, though, huh? He wasn't like that, in the... that was almost that was almost twenty years ago. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's insane. Is it twenty years? Yeah, it's almost twenty years ago. What's your glass? Did we? Oh, we talked about your glass. You got the you got the, the glass uh, mouth. Uh, what, what, what style uh, is that? That's the uh, 
Yeah, what would you call this? I forget. I was trying to look. It looked like one of those answer glasses that has like the uh, the Street Fighter guys on it. It's like the yeah. it's the exact same shape. It's same well, size, a little like, smaller. Or like, it has uh, a tulip look yeah. to it. It's um, little, your your beer looks super orange. It looks like you're drinking orange juice. Yeah, it's super good. Okay, it's uh, I think you missed it when you're pouring, like trying to get your bottle open. But uh, I it's, yeah, it's like it's like it looks like orange juice. It's right up my alley and has those Nelson hops in it. That, I think that's line, a new release. Right? Do, you, do you like those? Do you like those Nelson hops? Like the uh... I do like Nelson hops. I think this is I think actually Hitchhiker is the only place I've ever had Nelson hops. Are those supposed to be like the brute style beers with the Nelson? Do they also do that? The the brute IPAs. Oh. Isn't that like kind of like that like dry? Yeah. Clear. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Hmm. Not a fan. I thought you would be. I don't like dry beer. Uh, I don't like champagne, right? So like I like orange juice. I like mimosa. So I, I like, like my champagne. Right. I like my champagne on New Year's and then mixed with orange juice, and that's really about it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, so John, you know where Homer City is, huh? Out there I've in actually the middle. Been of, through Homer City. Uh, yeah, I used to play baseball up there. Well, not. Oh, all did you? The time, okay. but yeah, I'm there's from, a semi-pro. Semi-pro little league, bro. <laughs> there's a mountain uh, up there that, where I've off-roaded. So and look down mountain, mm-hmm. mountain hill, yeah, mountain okay. for eastern Pennsylvania for eastern uh, continental portions. People up in Vermont that are listening are going to be upset at you for saying that. So Feel well, they're, free also, to be upset. they're also going to be upset that he was shitting on Hetty Topper. So I didn't shit on Hetty Topper. I simply said <laughs> I'm over exaggerating. You feel free to over exaggerate. No, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't say it was bad. <laughs> I just didn't say I thought personally my opinion. Idle hands was better. We have to get some though. When, John, when we're discussing like topics to talk about, like one thing you brought up, and I'm kind of curious about because you have, you know, been in the game a while and you saw the growth of uh, InfoSec. Like, what is the, one of the things that you saw earlier on that's still here today? You're like, wow, that concept should have never made it this far. <laughs> the concept should never have made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> the internet. <laughs> well, you know. The interesting thing about the internet, which I realize <laughs> is a side story, but in, in thinking about coming on the show, on the podcast, though, you're you know you what folks may probably don't realize is that you asked me ahead of time what should we be talking about, and I started thinking about the internet. And you realize the internet is a human construct completely that we're gods. We've created it all. I, 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 we control it all. I think I'm more more concerned with like machine learning and AI than I am like the that's construct the, of like. But that's the, the, the next phase of the human yeah, constructed I, world. I don't like that, man. Right. Anyway, I guess I guess how I think city. about the internet at times, like when my mind just starts thinking about weird things, is like it's just it, we constructed it all, and we put a lot of trust in other people to make sure like the quote unquote, you know, I'm going to use gateway as a, like you're, you leave the door open. So like the information throw through your door and out your back door. Right. Like we trust people <laughs> to have these connections and these quote unquote pipelines open. Listen, I had a student, thinking- listen, I had a student a few years ago, like, you know, with, with a non-technical background, ask me like, try to explain how like, you know, the bits and bytes are flowing through the air, right? Like radio, how radio waves work. I'm like, that's oh, outside no. the scope of this class. You know, because like that can blow people's minds. That, like information is flowing by you. You know, I don't know if we can get really trippy right it's now. It's in radio right? waves. Yeah, it's just it's out there. It is Bluetooth and and radio and wi- the, the wireless well, energy. I mean, it's just energy. Energy is flowing through you. 
I don't know if there's anything to answer your question though. I, I can't think of anything that uh, has continued on that surprise that that maybe shouldn't have. Well, no, the one thing that probably has continued on, which we continue to worry about, is the not baking in security from the beginning. And that continues to be a problem. We don't think about it, or, or there are more people are, but it's not thought of. It's always an afterthought. It's a bolt on. And that is, you know, in the early days, security, at least before my time, you know, security was always an afterthought, something extra. And it still is. It still is allegedly still because is there wasn't enough memory. Okay. And no, we didn't have enough memory. We had eight bits. Okay. You know. You can't turn one of those bits into security. That's it. No, that can't be the, you know, authenticate, please authenticate who you are, you know, bit. No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, don't forget, uh, Bill Gates said, what, 250? We don't ever yep. need 256 megabytes or something, you know. Yeah, I'm more sure RAM, that, right? But, but I, I don't, I can't think of it. That, that would be the thing that it's interesting how avoiding, ignoring, not considering security keeps biting everybody time and time and time and time and time and time again. And, um, and, it, and the, the interesting thing is we knew that then even, I suspect, because it's not much different than what happened in humanity before that, because it's physical security is not far different, right, than cybersecurity. And it took a long time to probably include physical security. And even in some ways, people still don't include physical security when they're thinking about something. Um, but we apparently don't do that. Uh, maybe you're right, Kyle. Maybe people are just too trusting and, and continue to think about that. As, I mean, that's uh, a good point. I mean, like the fact you know, that, I mean, the double-edged sword of it is we're all employed because of that problem. So <laughs> it's like that, you know. We're all employed because Windows is shit. <clears throat> hey, shit. hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I fought that <laughs> hey. back in the, you know, I got, I got involved in IT in the 90s. It's and, better. And everybody would say, this is terrible. I can't believe it. And I would turn to my colleagues and go, this is why you're all employed. Because it's hard to use, difficult, people don't understand it, it's not intuitive, they don't understand this, they don't understand that, you need to click on that. That's why we're employed. It's not just Windows, it was, it's everything. Wasn't it Windows, <laughs> it might have been Windows 95, but Windows 98. I remember my dad, me, man. Well, my dad forgot the password to like log in, but it didn't matter because you could just click cancel and log in anyways or something back then. You know, that might have been, through. that sounds like a Windows 95 early problem. Yeah, yeah which I just was, remember that. Cause my dad was like, God damn it, forgot the password. I'm like, I think you just with, click cancel and log in. With XP, you could just like put in the installation CD and go into safe mode and just click like, oh, I just want to reset the administrator password. And it's like, yeah, totally. You can do that. You don't need any other credentials. This is fine. What's I remember CD? going to college and XP. On CD. <laughs> on CD. Oh man. <laughs> Compact oh, no. this. See, hey, well, I could have said floppy. I, See, there you go. There I'm holding it it. It's a fake one, but I'm still holding up a three. What size is it? It's three Mr. and a quarter. Good yeah. job. Three and a quarter, not Do five you know, and a half. Guess what computer I learned in high school? I actually use a computer in high school. Do you know what that computer is? You, I, a Tandy. It's Trash 80, TRS 80, Trash 80 with dual five and a quarter inch drives. Fuck yeah. Ooh. Dual, baby. It was dual. Monochrome screen. <laughs> Do you have like a terrible story, like user story from, you know, working, working in that sort of uh, I have <laughs> archaic a, age of computing? I have an instructive computer story because uh, I got involved in, I, in IT probably can go I, like my first computer was a VIC-20. 
um, and which was a kind of a gaming computer. And then Vic, do you know what a Vic 20 is by the way? Kind of curious. I don't. No. You don't, you know, okay. The next computer I'm going to say same company. And you know, this one, a Commodore 64. Yeah. Before they came out with a really? Commodore 64, there was the Vic 20 and they came out with that. And uh, so I had a VIC-20, then I had a Commodore 64. I go to college and my Commodore 64 gets me through 92% of my college career. Uh, I was a East Asian studies major. I went to Penn State and uh, a lot of paper typing, uh, typing of papers. Did I say that right? Again, I'm, I've had a beer. Um, and uh you could use uh, a computer and not a typewriter i mean like i don't mean to be like like this isn't you know uh pejorative or like no you're fine i don't know i just like you're among we're, friends we're, we're like word, we're word processors a thing like could you there were dedicated word processors that were kind of like electric like take the standard keyboard you probably heard an ibm selectric which had the ball and uh that were dedicated just for word processing they might have had a like one row display that you could type on and then you would hit by print and it would print on the paper as i recall oh shit okay okay yeah yeah it's the, it was the ball yeah my parents had one of those at our house okay and i oh man i love playing with that thing which by type, the way yeah. the best class i ever had in high school i took nine weeks of typing that was the best class i ever had in high school because I, I i'm not i can do 40 50 words maybe if i really think about it but that was the best class i ever took was that nine weeks of typing in high school yeah because it would dump it all electric. it would dump it all to a buffer and then you would hit enter and it'd be like yeah i totally got what you got and it would slam it all to this the thing and then right. uh character turn line feed and you're right you're back oh. to do papers before that like on a normal keyboard if you or a normal typewriter regular typewriter you know you had to um you type and you had a backspace and then you'd have to use the white out and, and uh, put it on the paper, let it dry and then go back and start again. Oh, no I fun there. Hell. hell. My mother was a, um, my mother was a good typist and she could, she would type papers for me in high school. And uh, she did like 90, hundred words a minute. Like my mom was the same way. I would write papers and I'd be like, mom, you need to type this up back when we had like computers and she'd be like, okay. And it was literally like a hundred words a minute. She'd type like, you know, when you handwrite a, a paper back in the day on, you know, college rule, she'd like rattle that out. You know? Yep. Now, yep. both of you would write the paper first before you let your mom type it, right? Is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Longhand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom would go, what's this word? <laughs> with what? Fucking, with the margins and everything, right? Yeah. What's this? Just in case. Yeah. So I, I uh, so I had a VIC-20, uh, Commodore 64. It dies like the last month of my last, my senior year. I borrow a computer from uh, from the, I was a work study student at Penn State, and I borrowed, I was able to borrow a computer from them, thankfully, and finish up typing. But that's when Penn State was just getting WordPerfect. Have you heard of WordPerfect? Yeah, we had that. Oh, my house. So WordPerfect was the precursor IBM, to Word, and it was a word processor. It was on a computer screen. It was an IBM uh, mm -hmm. with its own display. I, I wasn't color, I think then. I think it was monochrome, and so I ended up doing support for the office because young guy knew about computer knew, knew about computers quote unquote and said that support <laughs> and then kind of it's you know, still true though like that like saying that like that young guy knows about computers i like oh yeah you could be you could be a computer science major and like your your family just like oh you're the computer guy hey i, I think i have a virus that yes. that paradigm seems to have not changed no, from the time that has, that you were there, and the time that has that, not, you know, that is not, nor is uh, re reboot. You know, have you rebooted? 
always number <laughs> step number one i love step context one. support and them asking me well did you restart did you restart the device like mfers and you know dave these are in the, this is in the days before control delete oh god well, so what what do you do? just you know hard power right pull the pull the plug out um there was you know honestly i don't recall uh probably it was just because there weren't a lot of you probably had to reload because there was a lot of floppies like word perfect was maybe on like five or six floppy drop discs so you would have to uh like to install it you know it'd say okay now i need to install it you put in disc one it would read then you put in disc two read <laughs> put in disc three you know and then it went to three and a quarter uh which could hold a certain i don't remember what was it 1.44 meg i think and you could hold a lot more and that was better and there was a lot of file transfer through the through the uh 1.44 and that's actually where the first worm came from am i not mistaken uh -oh. i think it was on a it was was it yeah there was a lot of um macros uh and then uh, in, there was what in, there were like bugs bugs um we would call them bugs at the time now you would probably have vulnerabilities um and that were in the macros of word by then maybe word perfect i'm trying to it's been a while the, the two blend together uh and they were passed around on diskettes which would have been i think three and a half the three and a, uh -huh. three and a quarter or three and a half sorry five and a quarter three and a half and um there were worms passed that yeah. way so it was a big thing at that time by then i was at the power company and it was like, don't don't share discs with people, you know. Because kind of <laughs> there was virus. There, yeah, so it could be a virus. Actually, that's how viruses traveled. And because um, yeah, exactly. The um, old sneaker net. That's that's where that came from. That was all where that came from. That's and still there, happens now with like USBs, right? That's that's yep. Sneaker nets, USB travel. And then yep. Same of, you know, same principle. That, well, you the USBs. That USB, the, you plug that USB in. I gave you yet, Dave? No, man. It's sitting. It has been sitting in the same spot <laughs> that, <laughs> that I put it the day that I met you at the office for the last time. Oh, I haven't. It's it's got. It's, you put like hockey tape or something on that. It's got like this like. Well, I put, yeah, I put a, a, like a you know, your standard, yeah, your standard like athletic tape because yeah, I didn't know I was to put it on your on desk. It. Yeah. I want to make sure you saw it. Yeah. Make sure I see that. It's like a white flag. Like I quit. I give up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you asked me about like a bad story, but actually, this, as I said, this is the instructive story. We should probably get to it for the, for the listeners. They've probably tuned out long, long since now. <laughs> I thought we already did the instructive story, but I'm did we, I'm no, ready. we didn't actually. No. I, so, so I'm at the power company. I got to the power company because, uh, they were bringing so computers were starting to come into corporate and it was windows 95 days office 95 and I, my first uh, what i call computer job was teaching people how to use office and word it was actually stand-up training in front of people and you would say this is how to do a pivot table this is how you format word or format a you know a sentence this is how you log on you could was, hold on a second you could actually do pivot tables in 1995 on a, on a yeah. computer oh yeah Holy crap. Excel was Excel's then and now still pretty powerful. It's probably, I thought that was like a like a newer construct nope. of of the software. No? No, you could do mapping. Uh, you could create maps back in the in the 95 days. Like you could uh, put things on a spreadsheet and put them by state. And you could even it knew. So you could do that drag down. I forget which one it was, maybe the bottom right. There's yeah, a drag the dot. cell corner. Yeah, yeah. A little plus. You could sign. draw that down. And if you put the first couple states, it would knew it knew the states and it would list them all for you, just as it would do sequential numbering or dates, that kind of thing. That was all Did that kind of blow your mind in like that 1995 era? 
No. Where you're just kind of like, man, me. computers are it, freaking awesome. Like this is yes. awesome. Yes, it didn't blow my mind because I think it was expected. Because I'm what am I? I'm in my mid twenties at the time, and it's just you know I grew up on Star Trek and Star Wars and Babylon Five and uh, well, Babylon Five was not I didn't grow up on it, but Babylon Five is still the best science fiction there is. Um, but anyway, um, oh, I beg to differ. No, I don't know. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Follow sci-fi movie for me is I'm dead. Back to the Future. What all you sci-fi fans out? That's just time travel. Star, Star Trek does it all the time. But, you know, I, gr I grew up on Star Trek, so yeah, I, I, you kind of see all that stuff coming. So I thought it was just interesting and fascinating. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. No, I mean, like, like uh, I guess to kind of give like a quick background, like we're not like generationally different. Like we're, we're clearly contemporaries. Like you're, you're not like, I don't know. I don't want to say like. You can say I'm old. That's okay. Nine, you're, I'm, you're not, I'm 53 you're not years old. Significant. I mean, like significant. I've worked with like older guys that were at like Bell Labs, and like they'll tell you like the fucking history of C. Like I was in the room when Carnegie and Richie were arguing. Like you're not that guy. And they're no, just, no, 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 no. I was. I've never been close to anything important. It's like I mean, I I don't mean to like ask you these questions from like what it was like before, but like there's there's a history before me and Kyle and like everybody else that's in Infosec now. You know, this is and one of the things. I'm sorry. It's just like fascinating to me. Like, what what was it like? Because I was 11 in 1995, and I don't know what the hell was happening. Like, I I barely knew Nirvana was around. Like, did you? I had no idea. I didn't know Kurt Cobain was dead in 95. I had no idea until like last year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Boy, blew my mind. Let me tell you what happened. That's you know who John Lennon was? Yeah. Oh, don't even get me started on the Beatles. But like, not to get there. <laughs> but uh. But anyway, but, thank, but yeah. with the technology, and here's what I'm always mind blown about. And you know, I believe you know as many people as they can that remember their first computers. I just remember the computer uh, having a computer, and I have an idea. Maybe it was like compact. Maybe one was an IBM, like a second one. But like people are always like, oh, I remember like the exact models. I'm like, nope. I just remembered like I begged my parents for something you didn't need, a aka AOL, to get dial up internet. So that I, I I can be on the AIM game, and that's all I cared about was Shout on like, them, honey, AOL so. Instant Messenger, and like and then eventually you know we got into like you know plugging around and figuring out like different things. But like I'm always surprised when people are like oh, I remember the exact computer like and model. I'm like no, not me. Now I remember having like the Apple like computers in school because you play like Oregon Trail on it, right? Like <laughs> that's what I remember. Thankfully, thankfully we had those. That was elementary school, school, right? right? I don't remember what the, like we had computers like you know, I took typing in like seventh grade, you know, I don't remember the computers we typed on. I have no oh, idea. Oh man. So we it's had like, um, in kindergarten, we had an Apple two E in my kindergarten class and my buddy, Justin and I got this, uh, this is just deviating. I'm really sorry. But like we had the opportunity to like, we had free time because we were like finished our like coloring and our teachers sent us to the back to like, Hey, you guys can play on the computer that's awesome and we had done it so many times that like she gave us the autonomy to like go to go do stuff uh by ourselves and we're so we 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 go to the back me and justin like we pick out a floppy disk from the, you know, the five and a quarters and we're gonna play like i think we were gonna play either layer cake or number munchers i can't remember which one it was i wish it was number munchers but my buddy justin takes the disc and uh they had to be oriented in like a certain way right the 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 uh the circle <laughs> the circle was the top and you had you had to go in 
uh, circle first. And so he put it in backwards and the, there was no rejection mechanism on the Apple IIe. It just, he took the disc or it took the disc and it started to, to smoke on the inside Ooh. and basically it basically lit the <laughs> lit the apple IIe on fire and my teacher comes back and she's like oh my goodness oh my goodness what the heck happened and he like he ejects it and he's like dave did it and he's like <laughs> i'll never i never he he and i like we're still good friends like you know we're under uh, the district 30, 30 31 years later like we're still good friends and we'll talk about like we both remember like lighting an apple IIe in kindergarten on fire you should you should send them like a, a letter this year that's un- anonymous that says I know what you, you did in kindergarten. Oh, he he freaking knows. He'll he'll be like, hey, remember that one time? Like at all, like every event, like we'll get just like hammered and just like, hey man, so I'm really sorry I blamed you for <laughs> letting the apple. You ruined my life. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Do you know what uh, was before disk drives? Uh, abacuses. No, there actually no, was an input device. What was an input device? Was laser disc between cards. Oh, the, the card, the punch card. No, yeah. between punch cards. Punch cards were for mainframes, though. I'm talking for, say, personal computers, uh, desktops type stuff. There was a. There was a screen scraper. Does that count? No. <laughs> no, there was a. It was a cassette recorder. Huh. You could cassette record. That the VIC-20 and the original Commodore 64 both came with, uh, uh, the VIC-20 did, sorry, not the Commodore 64. The VIC-20 came with a data set. They called it a data set. So if you take a cassette from, the, which I don't have any here, but if you have a cassette from the 70s, 80s, that was the way you would load your programs. And actually the command I recall was C load, it was clode. And you would type in C load in VIC-20 and then you would hit play on the data, on the data set and it would start the, you know, the real, it was basically a small reel to reel and it would start spinning that. And then it would load all that data. Like you're listening to a song and then you would load your program that way. That's awesome. First, first cassette I bought was, uh, I bought two at the same time. <laughs> Vanilla ice and MC hammer. Nice. No lies. <laughs> not bullshitting anybody. <laughs> And remember, good for you. Vanilla Ice goes din 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 not din 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 din. Just so you know. Yeah, yes, yes. There was no what mall out of curiosity. I think that was like the first cassette I ever heard. It doesn't exist anymore. It's a Westgate Mall out in North Olmstead, Ohio. Okay, there's a lot of Westgates. Westgate. I spent ten years at Century Three, so that's why I was curious. Oh no, I'm not from this area. I I've been back. I've lived most of my life in Pittsburgh and I still say I'm an implant. <laughs> my first job yeah. ever. Transplant or an implant? Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> implant. Well, we're in a simulation. I'm implanted here. That's Ooh, nice. My first job ever was at Century 3 Mall at Games and Gadgets. It wasn't a bad like a Radio Shack like knockoff. Yeah, uh, no, it was a higher end. Of, uh, it was a higher end step up. They oh. eventually rebranded as Electronics Boutique. Oh yeah! Well, oh well, man, I love that store. Like, what did you sell? Like, what was like? That was, was Babbage's. They sold. They sold Vic twenties. Uh, the Commodore oh, Vic twenty. Okay. They sold Sega. Uh, all your game systems. Sega. Atari twenty six hundreds. I had an Atari twenty six hundred. Actually, I had an Atari twenty six hundred. I sold it, and that's what got me the money to buy Vic twenty. Wow, that's with actually- like thirty tapes, thirty cassette tapes. There weren't tapes. They were thirty cassettes. They were like EPROMs on them. So. Eprom. 
I don't know. I'm making up words now. I'm on my second beer. <laughs> so someone someone told me that you spent some time at the uh, the cert. You're a, you're an alumni. I am. Like, uh, like I'm a certling. Kyle? Yes, I spent four years at cert, and um, yeah, that's where. What, I what was it? What, what, uh, that's it. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll stop there. What? End sentence. Characters return. <laughs> Characters return. So you don't, you want to talk about what you did at cert? Anything, anything at CERT that was memorable? Uh, just, like, I uh, was at CERT for four years and um, I did some like project management type activities, uh, helped out with uh, the uh, DHS was starting their SIPSI program, which was uh, similar to InfraGuard and which I've been involved in InfraGuard for a number of years. If you're not familiar with InfraGuard, it's a public private partnership between the FBI and American companies, uh, especially around the critical infrastructures. And this was the information sharing. And DHS started its own version, effectively. Uh, and they called it SIPSI. I think it still exists. I haven't looked it up in a while. But they were, they were doing industry sharing. And they would bring in someone from you know, HP or some company, whatever it is, that wanted to join the programs as voluntary. And they would then oh, share, man. like, you know, we're using a SIM. And this is the things uh -huh. we've experienced. Or we had, here's how you set up the SIM. Or here's how you uh, look for this particular malware. And they would share that information out to the other people, other industries that participated. Of course, all American companies, of course, um, uh, that were part of that. So that sounds like a lot like the dib, Kyle. Am I am I wrong? Like does yeah, it sounds like the defense, defense industrial base? Defense and I think, right. I think it's also what like NCFTA is turning into a little bit right now, the national yes. training. And the NCFTA was FBI's and... version of of kind of that program. Of course, I got started before that, and that's a Pittsburgh based yeah. organization uh right. where it started. Yes. So there seems to be like a lot of infosec history in Pittsburgh. I, the more I'm we talk branding... to people. Yes, I'm branding Pittsburgh as the birthplace of uh, InfoSec. I think you have did that. I think <laughs> as you said the that. historian. And that's a little segue, too, is John puts together uh, with Dina and Dan, Dina Schick and Dan Kleindes, the one-time Pittsburgh, one of the only online Pittsburgh conferences this year. But traditionally, John, you also run TRIS, the Three Rivers Information Security Symposium. Good job. Well done, sir. Yes. Damn, well, like, that's another that's another conference, John. I, I, you know, why I like it because it, it's close to where I live. So, like, I had loved going to Trist because I was like, oh, it's only like 15 minutes from where I live. So, I don't have to go into the city. <laughs> yeah. The, the interesting thing about, uh, and we can talk about Trist how it started if you like, but the interesting thing about where its placement is everybody in the area, because I've helped out with B sides, I've helped out with Trist, and I've been involved in InfraGuard for a number of years, and you want to have events. And everybody's like, you should move them around the area so that more people can come. But no one wants to travel from the west to the south or from the east to the west or to the north. And so you end up always trying to have them in downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's expensive and it's difficult. And the people that are out of Pittsburgh don't want to travel into Pittsburgh at the end of their workday. And the people that are in Pittsburgh want to go home and they want to get out of Pittsburgh. So, mm -hmm. it's, so it's interesting how we were lucky to find a, a kind of a good location at the Monroeville Convention Center uh, that people will actually go to. So, which is, I think is a good thing. But, so how long have you been doing Tris? Yeah. So Tris started uh, out of kind of InfraGuard had, uh, was looking to do events and I was involved in, in InfraGuard for 12 or 15 years on the board uh, of that. And uh, so we're looking to have another event Nothing against B-Sides. B-Sides is great. I was involved in B-Sides. Uh, it has its focus, its niche, uh, which, again, I'm not casting aspersions, but it's more informal. 
right? Uh, at least I would kind of nice way to put that, um, I think. And so Tris was seen as more of a little more formal professional uh, version, although, you know, we're not necessarily forcing anybody to wear a tie. Uh, it was just, you know, that's kind of a, just give you a sense of feeling more corporate, I guess, because uh, it will attract a slightly different audience. And it does. Tris yeah. uh, tracks a certain kind of that's audience. A fair assessment as an outsider. Yeah, and thank you. And B-Sides tracks its own kind of assessment. There's a, I think they're for right or wrong, certain people look at B-Sides and say, oh, it's these kinds of people. And then certain people I think will look at Tris and say, oh, it's these kinds of people. You know, and there's a third one that that uh, we haven't really talked about that has been one of my goals. And unfortunately it's not come to fruition and I suspect it never will of bringing in the physical security people and to join the cybersecurity people, or I prefer InfoSec, but, uh, and they're a different kind of people and they look at InfoSec cyber people in a different way, just as we look at them in a certain way. And so you have these different groups and they look at each other in a certain way. And so one of my, my personal goal of Tris was to bring more people together, right? And uh, to share and collaborate and get to know each other. I mean, it's uh, B-Sides is actually how I met Kyle as an example. And so that was, you know, uh, so the idea then translate that to Tris. Um, and we called it a symposium because we wanted to make it, yeah, sound a little more pretentious, admittedly, right? It was, it was different than B-Sides, right? Again, nothing wrong with B-Sides. It does a great job. They're fantastic no, 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 you people. Were, yeah, yeah. You, wanted, you, you wanted delineation. Market, right? And yeah. you wanted, wanted delineation in the city where like you already have a, like a, sort of you know, sec focus conference and like i appreciate right. having multiple things because like i mean you don't see like you know b-sides las vegas being like ah oh, we can't have defcon and black cat right. here you know so right. like same idea right so right. right so tris started and we were at uh, uh robert morris the first year and okay. uh went you know of course you know anytime you're doing a conference there's always a bazillion things that go on, but it went off, I think, pretty well. We got a couple hundred people. And then the over the next couple of years, the, my personal was to double every year. Uh, but yeah, we did that for about three years. We doubled, and I think we've probably leveled off now at about 450. Uh, That's a big like, size. It's still a big size, yeah. And we ended up at Monroeville Convention Center, which is uh, just next to the Monroeville, was that the hill? It's a mall. Well, yeah. Uh, no, the, there's the mall, and then there, oh yeah, it's right next to the. I think it's the Hilton. Yeah, I think you're right. Is it Hilton? So you looking? A, you you hoping to look to do fall of 2021, given yes. the state of the world? Okay. We have already. Uh, so we had reserved and put down a deposit uh, on the convention center for October 2020, and then when you know we decided, of course, you know it wasn't appropriate to have an event. And so we asked them and they said yes. And we reserved October of 2021. Um, I don't know the date because I haven't looked at the website, but I forgot offhand. It's probably like the, hey, I think it's a, but it's there. <laughs> you have a there. date on the calendar yes, and you're planning. And uh, in January, we'll start up, uh, we'll start up again doing the planning for Tris uh, V5, Tris 2021. And um, it'll be in October of uh, 2021. 2021 and that is what is that information or cybersecurity awareness month or something oh it is awareness. yes do you have any tips for the past cybersecurity awareness <laughs> month <laughs> um don't click on it that's right there i like is. to click things count as that I i'll click on anything you send it over know. it's you know, on but, yeah i'm on my second beer i should be careful so yeah <laughs> don't <laughs> click on it 
I was gonna say you you were talking about your attendance like uh, plateauing, right? You just kind of maybe it won't maybe it won't really plateau. But in 2020, we all plateaued. Everybody plateaued to zero. That sounds like an in excess oh, yeah. song. That's song, which is in excess. <laughs> and, 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 hey, that's one of my favorite unsung bands. So be that's careful, Mister. Awesome. No, no. So uh, in '98, we all rotate. My sixth grade teacher in 1996, like we did a a whole one day unit on in excess. He like for one really? week. He, yeah, he passed out worksheets on his favorite things. So we did Roberto Clemente. I'll never forget it because I was like, this is awesome. So we did Roberto Clemente. We did NXS. Um, we probably did like the history of Pittsburgh, like proper, wow. just for like one whole week. And it was, it was sweet. That's pretty cool. I, a yeah. friend of mine back in the back in the day when, when NXS was out, was the band. It was in the 80s. He, he said to me, he goes, I like that band, Inks. Inks. Like, what? Inks? What? <laughs> I know it's NXS. Yes, yes, the Inks. <laughs> you have to correct but uh, I would like to point out that Tris, one of its goals, and we did meet it last year, was to give back to the community even more uh, than just getting people together. And we actually had our first scholarships that we gave out in 2019. And we gave out, uh, I think it was like $15,000 to a number of folks, uh, awesome. you know, student types. Uh, to increase to help out their career so and we were going to do that again in 2022 um, but in so we instead uh, were able to give out a thousand dollars each to uh, four of the food banks in the area um, two were um, not it was not clear if you who you were giving the money to <laughs> so it was instead so there were like you know if you take Allegheny County and the, and the five surrounding uh, counties uh, two were a little not sketchy is not the word, but you know what I mean? It was like, you weren't, you couldn't easily validate who they were uh, that you were giving the money to a secure location. So we ended up giving to four. So as, I'm a, as a big a fan local. of like giving back like that, but I'm also a good, big fan of like putting in something and giving someone like a certificate to go do something. Right. Like, you know, we recently funded someone that listened to one of the podcasts and gave him like a, you know, binja binary ninja, you know, personal license. Right. Like wasn't a lot out of our pockets to do it, but like it's a, I'm like I'm not gonna give someone three hundred dollars, right? Like I'm gonna give them like something like applicable that they can use for their career. So I appreciate that. And then, you know, I know Women in Tech Pittsburgh has done that. You know, Allison Falk and her folks that run that, they've given out like scholars to do some, you know, you know, programming training and things like through that, and you know, getting at you know, funding that way. So that's, and that's what OTP GH. We also did that. It was one of our. Yeah as a personal thing we we from the get-go we wanted to give back as was we could and yep. so thankfully we're able to that's why we you know we thought you should have a registration fee just to encourage people to attend yep. even if and so we made it optional if you wanted to give but we are also clear to folks that if you were giving money most of it would go to you know some uh, to these uh nonprofits, and which it did we ended up giving away what three thousand dollars i believe it was a nice uh, chunk of change it, for an online no it was it was actually really good. Now we were yeah. very, very pleased and impressed, especially the way uh, 2020 is gone. Like that money went to to real good spots. So yeah, you know, yeah. hats off to you guys for you know, guys and gals, people. People. I, I have to know, say that was a, was a lot of fun to to put that on. It it turned out very. It turned out I think better than we all anticipated. And um, I still have stickers sitting on my desk right now. Actually, right I, I was I actually was just looking at my sticker. I have, will will yes. there be a can we talk? Wait, no, wait, 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 can we talk no, really quick STPG? about how John? No, <laughs> John we, says we talk, no. Sorry, but let's talk about how John sent me a stick because I, you know, I registered and you know, gave a subset of money, even though 
you know, it, my uh, Dina and Dina's S Corp also gave, but obviously Dina's my wife and she's one of the planners and John still sent me as I got, I got a, 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 a card in the mail from John with a sticker in it. <laughs> Cause he That's sent awesome. all, the, all the people that donated. And I was like, John, I was with the person that bought the stickers. I knew <laughs> that. I knew that. He went through the list and was like, everybody gets a sticker. Everybody like, gets you a can't, sticker. It's just like your kids. You know, you gotta, can't. You, you got to follow the process. Yeah, process right. is important. You yeah, you can't. Every, they're, they're to bring, if you want to bring the, the conversation back to IT, process is important. There's a process for a reason. And, and you I should agree. follow that process. Uh, having, Always follow the process. Leaving academia, you know, cybersecurity land and going into the, you know, more industry land, uh, you know, working with the team I'm on now, it's very much like create that methodical, repeatable process, right? And I think that's one big thing I'll take away from my time at CERT is that learning to do things in that way. Look at that background. All right, look at that. <laughs> I have my OTPGH background up. But uh, that's, I mean, that's, we, we, we are at a solid point of time. John, you know, uh, I tag people on Twitter. I think you said that's okay. You know, I tag stuff on, on LinkedIn as well. Uh, you know, intern Jimmy will get that done. But uh, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, you feel free to contact me at my Twitter handle, which is at Costage. Um, how do you spell that? I will include the show notes. I'm glad you asked. There's a story there, and it's. <laughs> I'm I bet there is. Just tell me to stop, right? So my first, my <laughs> first proper, go. my first proper computer job. I told you I was training. I did I did stand up training, and we had to travel every week uh, to different locations to do stand up training. And uh, went to. I ended up. It was. It's kind. It's kind of cool, actually. I got to travel the country to places like, um, like uh, Charleston, West Virginia. I went. <laughs> I drive down <laughs> I seventy nine like every week on oh, Sunday night, boy. four hours down I seventy nine, and then Friday drive back. Because do we you remember? To... Do you remember passing Gasaway, West Virginia? Oh you know, yeah, absolutely. Like big sign for Gasaway. Speaking yep. of crazy town names, yes. that, I, that's I, one I'll never forget. I did it about uh, for about eight months and I got one speeding ticket and I almost died once. You want that story? Uh, I want everything you got because Kyle, Kyle's the one has to work on. Oh, sorry. Jimmy has I'll, to. I'll make them quick. I'll make them quick. Jimmy I'll try to make edit all this. So I'm traveling in a 1991 Chevrolet Cavalier and I'm, I'm five speed or all oh, those things aren't even moving. Hold on a second. There's no five speed on the 1991 Chevy. It's an automatic. And I'm on I-79. I'm about an hour out of uh, Charleston, West Virginia. It's uh, probably January, maybe it's a cold month. I know that, and I'm passing a tractor trailer because there's a and it's a low, it's a flat stretch of the highway, and all of a sudden the car turns. I'm halfway down the the tractor trailer, eighteen the the fifty three foot tractor trailer. The car turns, and I'm now going down the highway, and the front of my vehicle is looking directly perpendicular to the tractor trailer. You're just watching the side of it like, oh, no. The car, thankfully, eases backwards towards the median, in which you now understand why medians, you may not know this, but the medians are very soft dirt. And this is a good reason why, because they're expecting cars to go in there. So my guess is, looking back upon this, 
Uh, I think air from the, the wind, air resistance from the tractor trailer lifted the front of the front wheel drive uh, Cavalier and then caused it to lose you know, co uh, friction, cohesion with, this, with the road surface, turn sideways. And then thankfully I went backwards into the uh, inclined median, in which case my bumper touched the center guardrail. There was no damage to the car, but I was stuck in there tractor trailer didn't care kept going on i got out of the vehicle and i i do remember like doing this like huddling you know like waiting for impact and there was no impact because that dirt was so soft and muddy car drove by he had a toe strap pulled me out uh i had to get a front end alignment other than that that was fine that's awesome that, aren't nice people the best yes it was wonderful so that's that story and then there was a what was the other story we were telling about i, was, was traveling. <laughs> I don't know where, where were you were you telling me about uh traveling <laughs> oh uh wait a minute traveling for PSG. Your last name this is your last name last name how do you spell that thing so I'm traveling for that company. It was called PSG, by the way, Professional Services. <laughs> he group, just right? goes right into it. He's like, oh, yeah, I know where we're going. We're traveling a lot. I've told this story a number of times. And uh, so we're traveling a lot. And you're always going into hotels. You're, you're flying. You're driving. You're getting your car. I miss you're, travel. You're getting a hotel. And, and I just know because as you did, Dave, you said, how do you spell your name? So yes. I automatically, especially at hotels, I'd go in and I'd say, they'd say you know, how are you doing, sir? You know, who are you? And like, I'm John Costage, K-O-S-T-U-C-H. I just start spelling my name, K-O-S-T-U-C-H, I'd spell all the time. And so a buddy of mine, I was traveling with, you know, became friends with him because we were all traveling all the time. And uh, by the way, side note, this is when Friends just came out. I remember Friends was part of my, that TV show Friends was part of my experience because it would come out every week and where we were on the road. And uh, so it just got to be a thing. Like it was this K-O-S-T-U-C-H, K-O-S-T-U-C-H. So that, that was only made sense that when it became time for a Twitter handle, my last name k-o-s-t-u-c-h that's it so someone, i don't know if that was a good story but it's a story there, someone who always has their last name spelled incorrectly i appreciate that story <laughs> oh no dude i <laughs> uh do you ever have like the um telemarketers? How about your last name doesn't even work like in, on any type of system because you have special characters in your last name that's either here or there but this is it's a great it's a great ending to a podcast He's over He's, well, I'll hit stop and we can chat for a minute. But, uh, you know, John, thank you again. Uh, you are our last podcast in 2021. We, David and I, will do a. No, no, no. 2020. Oh, yeah. I don't fucking know what year it is. <laughs> like well, time I, travel. Can you leave I that hope in? It was <laughs> don't stop I'm there. Shit. I'm not stopping <laughs> shit. You fucking before you let before you wrap up because i know how you wrap up before you wrap up i want to thank you very much for having me on the show thanks very much for doing the podcast you guys do a great job that was so it's nice. fantastic it's good to listen to and i appreciate it and thanks for connecting the especially the pittsburgh infosec community and talking about beer two of my uh passions so i appreciate that and yeah um, i mean it's great to have you on and God, like, thank you we've been we've been planning this for a few months and then uh yeah. I've been excited. Me, would, yeah. But if this it, is a good way it, to cap off the year with John's podcast. And we hope that you listen to us in the 2021. <laughs> Not the last. We but, should we should like play this podcast as a joke in 2021. It's like the last day. Yeah, I'd be like, oh slide it in as an extra. But uh, you know, David and I, I have do, one it, final thing, if I may. <laughs> yeah. If you know me, it. you see me. If you see me at Helltown, I'll buy you a beer. That's right. I can't. To wait. any of the listeners, just say hey. It's not I really buy you. He just kind of like like waves to like the bartenders, and they just know it's kind of it's kind of a fun experience. You kind of feel like you're at Cheers. Oh, I can't wait to go places again. 
<laughs> me too. Me too. It's been, <laughs> it's been too long. It's been too long. I gotta get out of my house. <laughs> but, uh, as we all like to always end all the ones and, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, Happy New Year when everybody gets there, and let's hope for a better 2021. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, happy you know. Kwanzaa, happy thanks, all thanks for listening to to the podcast for you know six months. How long we've yeah, been doing this? Appreciate you. Appreciate our guests. Thank you. Thank you to John yeah. today. John, I think you are number thirty one or thirty two. I prefer I to be forty two. Pilot. <laughs> hey, what's our podcast but, uh, about again? Say that again. What's our podcast about again? Yeah. 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 We just, just talk with cybersecurity and technical professionals over drinks. Not, that's what we are. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do. I think we're kind of unique. You know, hopefully we have 1400 downloads, which I think is pretty impressive. We broke our first you know, 100 downloads on you know, Lena's podcast. It's, I saw it today, 101. See, the Binja guys are up at 100. Binja guys almost. are right on the hot trail. Julia's podcast right yeah, there. Uh, Sergey's is right there. I mean, it's just a, our pilot is right there. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, it's the first one, right? So everybody's like, let me see what I'm getting myself into, right? So yeah, and right. then I'll jump around. <laughs> Who are these guys? We'll, we'll make a, a quote unquote second pilot, you know, our year end review. Double pilot. Uh, I think I like that. Like a double IPA. Double, double IPA, double pilot. Yeah, I like that. But like a, again, like John, thank you. Appreciate it. And as You're we welcome. like to always end it, uh, everybody stay thirsty. Cool. I'm out. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>